Good day. Today's podcast is about judging. I've titled it Judge Not. What does it mean, Judge Not? Why is it important to understand what the Lord means when He says, Judge Not? Well, first off, this is one of the most misused scriptures. Also, we want to be obedient to the Lord, for He has told us to judge not. We have heard this command many times, and we get the basic meanings. Yet, I know there is always more to learn. So let's look a little deeper. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus is laying out the new concepts of loving our enemies, doing good to those who hate us, turning the other cheek, praying for our persecutors, and giving to those who steal from us. These new teachings will change the fabric of any society if we only follow them. With that background, he started in verse 36 of chapter 6 and says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. The context here is when people sin against you. You are not to take the seat of the judge and pronounce condemnation. Only God has that position and authority. What Jesus is teaching us is to forgive them. He goes on in verse 39. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A student is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you yourselves fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So in short, if we take God's place and openly pronounce condemnation of a person without taking stock in our own situation, we are blind. We are blind to our own sin, and that same intensity of judgment that we doled out will come upon us. Instead, we should work to be sure we are right before the Lord, confessing and receiving forgiveness for our own sins, and then we'll have the humility to help not condemn that person. This will take some effort on our part to seek the Lord in whatever situation we find ourselves in. The ways of God are not the ways of the world. With humility, we are to consider others more important than ourselves. I know, it's hard to believe, but that's a teaching from Jesus. Luke 6.43 No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from a thorn bush or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart his mouth speaks. Matthew 7, 6, Jesus, in the same context as the verse I just read, says, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet 
then turn and tear you to pieces. This is a twist in the judge not command. There is an element of judging here, discerning or testing. Do the actions and words of a person line up with God's ways? We will know people by their actions and words. If their actions and words are evil, we know evil is at work, and we are warned to be wise about our dealings with them. So we are not to take God's place of judgment for their soul and eternity. That's God's responsibility. But we can assess a person's actions and words compared to the Word of God. The condition of their heart is exposed by their deeds and speech. We don't condemn but forgive, and are prayerful to know what part, if any, we have in helping them to Christ. I've had people do me wrong. I guess all of us have. I'm sure all of us have. And I've learned to quickly forgive. Otherwise, it can mount up. With some, I've tried to maintain a relationship, but found myself at odds with them again and again. I learned that I had no business pursuing some of those relationships. The setting of John 7.24 is that the Jews are taking Jesus to task because he was healing on the Sabbath. Jesus ends the dialogue by saying, Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. This is a perfect example of judging the fruit of a person to understand where they are coming from. Jesus was performing amazing miracles of bodily healing and speaking words of eternal life and love for God. They got hung up because he did not look like the hypocritical teachers of the day and were worried about their interpretation of working on the Sabbath. So we are to judge rightly, not for condemnation, but to properly be aware of the situation. Remember, our command is to love, and this doesn't mean an emotional attraction. It means that we follow God's ways and, if possible, lead them towards Christ. So how do we deal with people who have sinned against us? Jesus tells us to go to them and tell them the offense. If they will not listen, take two or three others with you and expose the sin. Finally, if they will not repent and seek forgiveness, take it to the church. If they are outside of the church and you can approach them, do your best to work it out between the two of you. But if they are unapproachable, don't throw your pearls to the pigs. Forgive them between you and the Lord and stay clear. Taking the seat of the judge and talking behind their back can turn into slander or gossip, especially if we don't know the whole story. When people sinned against Jesus, he most often explained the error of their way, trying to help them to see the truth. Sometimes he remained completely silent. For groups of people, organizations, companies, government officials, it is our duty to judge their words actions, and the policies they promote? Do they encourage the ways of God or work against Him? Our responsibility against evil is to pray for leaders, speak the truth in love, with a motive to help, and boldly work to resist the evil. 
Remember, our fight is primarily a spiritual fight. Prayer, speaking the truth in love, are very important weapons. As Christians, we have a responsibility to represent God on earth. If we do not pray, live a godly life, and speak the truth in love, evil will prevail. Friends, we should work towards having the guts and love to help others in their time of need. James 5.20 says, Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sin. And Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Last verse, Romans twelve nineteen through 21. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So there you have it. By the actions and words of people, you will be able to test where they're coming from. Be on your guard. Know your Bible. They may be wolves in sheep's clothing. If they have sinned against you, don't condemn them. Leave room for God's judgment, discipline, or punishment. Go to them and try to work it out, starting with just the two of you. Be sure the motive of your heart is to help them. This may take some time and prayer. Often, things with God are a process, so don't get in a hurry. Work to expose evil by the purity of your devotion to Christ and speaking the truth in love. Jesus promised us trouble and persecution, so don't be surprised when you must fight and labor in the way Jesus taught us. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord our God is with us. This has been the Clean Soul Podcast with Dennis Curtis. If you have questions or comments, feel free to visit me at thecleansoul.org.